Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. Is there any better song to sum up the joy of the Christmas season? Joy to the World from John Rutter's Christmas album featuring the Cambridge Singers. You need this album this year, and I'll share with you in a moment how to get it. But first, I wonder if you've seen the movie called A Christmas Story. It was a complete flop, debuting in 1983. They spent more to make it than it made it its first week in the box office. But now, you can watch it every minute of Christmas Day if you want. A Christmas Story, the now classic tale about little Ralphie Parker and his obsession with a Red Ryder BB gun with all the bells and whistles. The famous You'll Shoot Your Eye Out Kid comes from this film. And even though it was poorly received back in the 80s, its 40th anniversary is being celebrated this year in theaters at a 24-hour marathon on TV Christmas Day. We're preoccupied by our reputation, aren't we? How we are received, who likes us, who doesn't. We don't want to leave a bad impression. But can I challenge you to take a risk for Jesus? Trust in him. Then open your mouth to share the gospel this Christmas. He is the real reason for the season. I'm Charles Morris, and this is a Christmas series you've joined me for called Let Earth Receive Her King. Our title comes straight from Joy to the World. So many carols talk about the king who came. Glory to the newborn king, sings Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And what about Born as the King of Israel, sung in the first Noel? Christmas is not just about a savior being born. It's about our true king coming to this world. But unlike the pomp and circumstance of worldly kings, Christ's arrival wasn't a huge public occasion. But in no way does this negate the importance of this royal baby's arrival. Stay with me. We're going to turn to Luke 2, where we explain how the King of Kings was born in a stable and why this is so important for you and me today. Then after the program, I want to send you the Christmas album that means so much to me. So much of what makes Christmas timeless is the music handed down to us through the years that warms our hearts with the hope and joy of Christ. A sample from the John Rutter Christmas album called Love Came Down at Christmas. We'll hear it in full later in the program. I think you need this album in your home this Christmas to help you worship your King Jesus. The John Rutter Christmas Album. We have plenty in our warehouse. Call us today. We'll send it right away. Listen to samples on our website and make your gift to Haven there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And we still have the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook. One book for the Old, one book for the New Testament. Both cloth-covered hardback books coming with generous illustrations in a special slipcase. This is a Christmas gift with eternal value. We can ship it directly to you, as well as to those you love in time for Christmas, if you just get in touch with us today. Haventoday.org or 800-65-HAVEN. And now, let's open the program with John Rutter from his Christmas album and Stephen Varco and the Cambridge Singers. Have you seen 
That's Angel Carol, written by John Rutter on this Haven Today in a program called Let Earth Receive Her King. It's been a few years since we've experienced this, but whenever a royal baby is born in the UK, the occasion is filled with pomp and circumstance. The mother is hidden from the public in the weeks leading up to the delivery. And then the delivery takes place. Government officials are present as witnesses to the historic event. The king or queen, along with the British prime minister, notified. And then preparations are made for a public announcement. Sealed in an envelope, signed by the hospital staff, the announcement of name, gender, height, and weight, delivered to Buckingham Palace under a police guard. The public may wait up to 10 days before knowing the royal baby's name and gender. There are lots of details to take care of, right? It's overwhelming just telling you about it. But what about the coming king of all the earth? Was his coming filled with a sense of awe and majesty? The Jews had been waiting in anticipation for their great Messiah, the one who would free them from all oppression, Would they wait outside the gates of this royal baby's palace to celebrate his coming to earth? Well, not really. Jesus would be hunted by evil King Herod. Sadly, countless baby boys would die because Herod was threatened by the coming Messiah. And yet, there were some individuals who celebrated his coming. It was a quiet moment, an important moment. They knew full well why they were celebrating the birth of Jesus. The Savior had come. Listen to an excerpt from Tyler Van Haltren's Kingdom of God Bible Storybook, where he shares with us about Jesus' first few days on earth. Chapter 2. Let Earth Receive the King The shepherds weren't the only people who came looking for this king. Wise men traveled from far in the east to visit the city of Jerusalem. While many of the Jews didn't know and didn't care that their promised king had come, these wise men left their homes and made a long journey to seek him. They came to the palace of King Herod, the ruler of Jerusalem, and asked him, Where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star rising in the sky and have come to worship him. Herod was confused and angry by what these wise men told him. He thought he was the king of the Jews. Later, in secret, he asked some Jewish leaders, Where is the promised Savior to be born? They told him about this prophecy God had made. A ruler will come from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. He will be like a shepherd to the people of Israel. So Herod sent the wise men to Bethlehem. He told them, When you find this child, let me know, so I can come and worship him. But what Herod really wanted was to kill this child. The wise men continued their journey. When they saw the star, they were full of great joy. God had placed this special star in the sky to lead them to the promised king. Herod did not want this king to take over his kingdom. If the wise men didn't return and tell him where this child was, he was ready to send soldiers into Bethlehem to kill every baby there. He didn't care about God's kingdom. He wanted all the power to himself, but God would protect Jesus from Herod's evil plans. When the wise men saw Jesus, they worshipped him. They knew that Jesus was the true king, and they gave him costly gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gold was a gift for royalty. Frankincense was used to worship God in the temple, and myrrh was used to prepare bodies for burial. 
The wise men's gifts were a powerful picture of who Jesus was, the King of Kings, the Son of God, and the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Tyler Van Halteren, reading from his two-volume set of the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook, which, by the way, we still have for your minimum gift to Haven, a wonderful Christmas gift for a child in your life to help them see the King of Kings throughout all the Bible. No, a royal telegram was not sent out. The nations did not flock around a lowly manger to welcome the baby Jesus. He was not like the royal family in England and other places, but he was greater, greater than any king who came before and any king who would come after. The wise men who came from distant lands knew this, and the gifts they brought signified the importance of Christ. He came to reign. He came to provide a sacrifice. He came to die for you and for me. You would think that all the world would be in the streets rejoicing, but instead we read of an elderly man in the temple when he realized who was present. He knew everything had changed. One of the most impactful passages you can ever read this Christmas season comes out of Luke 2, beginning in verse 22. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. Simeon, a righteous man, he was an old man, he was a devout man, He read the scriptures throughout his life, and he waited for the consolation of Israel. What did that mean? Simeon was looking forward to the restoration of Israel, the restoration that the prophets spoke of in the Old Testament. The glory days of David were long gone, but they would return with the Messiah. Simeon waited for years, more years, but he didn't lose hope. When the Holy Spirit moved him to visit the temple on one fateful day, he must have been shocked. When he saw that baby, he knew. He was looking at none other than God's anointed one, the Messiah. Imagine being in Simeon's place. After decades of waiting, of praying for the Savior to come, and you finally get to see him. What's more, you get to hold him. What would you have said? What would you have done? Righteous Simon sang a song. The people of God are always singing people. When we think about what the Lord has done for us, you can't help but break out in song. Simeon sang, My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. If you recall, last week's program included a look into the book of Isaiah. Isaiah wrote servant songs in his book, which gave us a look into what the Messiah would be like. He would be God's chosen servant. 
He would be a suffering servant, but he would emerge a victorious servant. Simeon's song can be considered a sequel to these servant songs. The promised servant is revealed to be Jesus. What does Jesus, the servant king, bring? In this passage, we find three things, salvation, light, and glory. Salvation he brought. And this is why the Christmas season is so special. It marks the occasion when salvation came for sinners like you and me. Have you taken time to remember this this year? Have you wondered about why Jesus came? We all know the cliche, Jesus is the reason for the season. You heard it earlier on the program. It can be easy to grow numb to it, but it's true. It's really true. None of the good things that we enjoy in December would make any sense if Christ had not come to save us from our sins. All the presents, all the added food, all the company of loved ones would not be very meaningful without the gift of eternal life and the sobering reality that Jesus the Savior came to die. What a wonder of wonders. I wonder as I Jesus the Savior did come for to die for poor ordinary people like you and like I. I wonder as I wander out under the John Rutter, from his Christmas album, I Wonder as I Wander. But who is this salvation for? Simeon tells us that it is for the Jew and the Greek. Astonishing news! Throughout these past few weeks, we've seen that the kingdom of God was not made for just a single nation. But the Israelites tended to think that way. Certainly the Pharisees thought they were the sole recipients of God's coming kingdom. But the good news was that there is more than enough room for Israelites who believe in the Messiah and non-Israelites who believe as well. Jesus is called a light for the revelation to the Gentiles. He is the light in the darkness when this world looks hopeless. 
He is the one who brings us hope. But he's also the glory of Israel. He is the one who brings restoration to God's covenant people. You may remember the promise made to Abraham so long before that the nations would be blessed by his seed. The Old Testament showed us anything but blessings to the nations. The Israelites struggled to obey God's law, and they looked more like the nations than God's people. But as the firstborn son, who was set apart by Joseph and Mary at the beginning of our passage that we've shared, Jesus succeeds where Israel failed. Jesus came to bless all the nations and be Israel's crowning glory. But the king over all the earth, this is good news. Tyler Van Haltren once again. Joseph and Mary went to dedicate Jesus at the temple. They met a man named Simeon who was waiting for God's promised Savior to bring God's kingdom to earth. When Simeon saw Jesus, he praised God and said, Now my eyes have seen God's salvation. He will be a light to the nations and glory to Israel. An older woman named Anna was also there. When she saw Jesus, she gave thanks to God. She told everyone, God has come to redeem Jerusalem. Jesus had come to bring God's kingdom to earth, but not everyone received him with joy. Some would welcome him and worship him, while others would reject him and walk away. Some would rejoice to see God's promised king, while others would seek their own kingdoms. Tyler Van Haltren giving us a recap of our message. Jesus coming on earth was not as well publicized as other royal arrivals, but it was certainly the most important. In a quiet moment in the temple courts, we encounter a life-changing truth. Jesus the Messiah came to bring salvation. He came to be the glory of Israel. He came to be a light to the Gentiles. I hope you believe this and share this today. Do your loved ones believe this? Let's join all creation in receiving our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the perfect time of the year to share with others your Savior. Pray for them. Ask for the Holy Spirit to soften their hearts. Ask the Lord God to add members to his glorious kingdom this Christmas.
the full version of Love Came Down at Christmas from John Rutter's Christmas album. Yesterday, I shared how I first was introduced to John Rutter's music many years ago. And now, years later, my wife and I have collected most of his albums. The John Rutter Christmas album keeps warming our hearts every Christmas, and I want to share it with you. The orchestra, the horns, the organ, the voices, all these sounds combining into glorious worship, all 23 carols based on Scripture pointing to Christ. So for your gift to support this Christ-centered ministry, I want to send you the John Rutter Christmas album on CD. Listen to samples from the entire album and make your gift when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. While you're there, don't forget to take a look at the Kingdom of God Bible Storybook. We heard a reading from it a few moments ago. The Christmas gift you need to give to the kids in your life this year. It'll help them see the big picture of God's kingdom and point them to King Jesus. It comes in a handsome slipcover case, and it includes a book for the Old Testament and one for the New with illustrations and 45 captivating stories. We have that for your minimum gift when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go to our website, haventoday.org. Now, I want to mention our need this Christmas, and maybe this applies to you. There may be a better way for you to make your year-end gift to Haven Ministries. Maybe you have a donor-advised fund. Maybe you have an IRA that you can make a direct gift to us and not pay income tax, or perhaps a transfer of stocks or marketable securities. If this is a way for you to give, do it today so your tax-deductible gift is counted this year and arrives before December 31st. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Another day, another conflict. Nations are in uproar. Rulers of the world continue to oppress their citizens. In other nations, this includes fellow Christians. But one day, these rulers' days will end. In Luke 1.52, we get a sneak peek into Christ's ministry. We read, He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. King Herod seemed powerful, but then he was brought down. Years later, Nero seemed unstoppable, but he too was brought low. The rulers of our day appear as all-powerful, but they too answer to the Lord. They'll be brought down, but in Christ the humble are lifted up. In Christ the humble are seated at the table of the King. This is good news indeed. You'll see Christ more clearly through time in God's Word. Visit GetAnchor.com.